Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode, and we are celebrating hitting 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we are celebrating that milestone by doing a Q&A on today's episode. But in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So hit the link in the show notes and see which products might be best for you. And then at checkout, use code everybody for $10 off your entire order. Now on to episode 171 of something for everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to something for everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz. Today's episode is a solo episode but a special episode because I'm doing a Q&A episode because I've reached 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Now for some hearing that, 2,000 may seem like a huge number and a great accomplishment. That's how I see it because I've been on YouTube for a while now and I finally am seeing some progress, some subscriber increase and more views, uh, more comments, things of that nature. And for others who have hundreds, thousands, millions of followers potentially on YouTube, they may seem like 2,000 is a small number. But with everything with this podcast, it's all been from the ground up. You know, I, we're an independent podcast. We don't have a large backing. You know, I came into this just not really knowing what I was doing. And so reaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube seems really cool, seems like a huge milestone. It's right in line with, with how we've been increasing and growing on this podcast from listeners to downloads to subscribers to comments to ratings to reviews all of that good stuff now like i've said a bunch of times it's not about i don't do this podcast for any of those things i do it simply because i love having the conversation i love learning new things i'm extremely curious that's why i have the guests on that i do that's why i talk about the things that i do because i'm learning those things i'm reading i'm studying i'm engaging and then trying to express them in a sophisticated way to you guys and then having guests on who know or experts in certain things so i can learn and i'm curious and i'm curious and i just love the conversation i love the process but with everything like trying to create something that reaches and influences the most people possible You have to look at some of the metrics and see where you're going to try and reorganize your process, review and execute, and then iterate, 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 and then execute, execute, execute. And so looking at the numbers, thinking about that, um, it's pretty cool to to finally be over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And, you know, hopefully I can do this all the way up till we reach 1 million subscribers, which who knows if that'll be, but I'm in for the long haul and I'm willing to excuse me, I'm willing to stick it, stick out with it, be in the trenches for as long as it takes so people can hear, enjoy, explore, and uh, get better with this podcast. And if you have any feedback, comments, questions, concerns, anything, please, please let me know. If you want to support the podcast, the best way to do it is subscribing on YouTube, rating, reviewing on Spotify or Apple or on Good Pods, 
or becoming a supporter via Patreon. And so that's that. I'm really pumped. So I'm doing this q and I posted that uh, you can ask a question anywhere. I posted on Twitter. I posted on Facebook. I posted on YouTube community. And we didn't get a ton of questions. Um, I like to be as transparent as possible with you guys. We got five questions. So I'm going to answer those five questions here with you. And again, that may seem like a super small amount. Some people, I'm sure, get hundreds of thousands of questions when they put out a Q&A or an AMA. I'm not, a, I'm not a gigantic platform just yet, but I have a very, very, very um, real audience, a very real fan base, a very real followership that I'm really extremely proud of, and I want to nurture that. And when more people join along the way, hopefully I can add more value to their life. I can be of service to them, and this podcast can be of service to them in whatever journey they're on. And so I got five questions. I'm going to answer those five questions, and that'll be today's episode, which is episode 171. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching wherever you are. I greatly appreciate you, and thank you. So question number one. Question number one. It's a really, really, really good question. Since episode one, what has been the most drastic change in your life, both positive and negative? Since episode one, well, I think the most drastic change positively has been the way I see the world. The way I see the world. My perspective on the world is completely different. Um, I have much more love and compassion and kindness in my heart. I think maybe it was always there. But I think the life circumstance that I went through, the passing of my sister, brought it out in me and made me want to share it with the world. And I was talking about this with my mom earlier. It's like, I've gone through, and as a family, we've gone through the hardest thing we're ever going to go through. And now I, I like see like these sort of day-to-day -day challenges, these little inconveniences, these minor things, canceled flight, uh, flat tire, canceled meeting. They just seem less they, they impact me less. Like, yeah, I'm still a human being and I get annoyed and I get frustrated. Um, sometimes I get, you know, a little, mm, little ick. But for the majority of the time, like I don't, these things don't impact me the way they normally or used to before we had the passing of my sister. And so I like, we, we together as a family, as a unit have endured, have endured this extremely painful tragic hard thing and so everything else seems not as challenging it's it all we, there's always a thought in the back of my mind as as an optimistic person like oh we're gonna get through this we're gonna get through this and i've trained that optimism so that's another hugely positive thing that i've learned in my life is the power of optimism and fundamentally believing that things will work out for the best through the proper work effort and attention and so having a different perspective on life, changing the way I see and view the world, having this optimistic mindset and not letting these little minor inconveniences or challenges impact me, but seeing them as things that I can overcome, as things that will make me stronger, as things that will make me better, but knowing that I can endure anything that life throws at me. That's been a, that's been a very drastic change. And speaking about that, explaining that, working through those grief, that grief and that shame and, and the process of all of that through this podcast has also been one of the uh, most important things. 
and I don't know what if I would call it negative, but it's just something that I've worked through. Um, I've become like I've always been very sort of extreme natured in terms of like the things that I go after and the things that I want, whether it was my baseball career, um, whether it was my professional wrestling career, whether this this podcast. Um, and sort of I got a little extreme. I, don't, I wouldn't say that, but it was a drastic change that I made in terms of the, the way I wanted to live my life, whether it be a celibacy, no drinking, no drugs, um, no porn, things of that nature. Now, I don't see that as a negative. What I'm, what I'm sort of referring to is sort of how I structured myself so tight that I didn't allow for any fun. You know, I've talked to my buddy Tyler about this and you know, he makes a great point, right? You, you get to the point where you have this sort of structure, this routine, the way you want to live and the way you want to be about your life. And then it gets too tightly strung. And so learning to, to let go of that a little bit, learning to release some of that structure, release some of that routine to allow myself to still experience spontaneity and joy and love in the moment and things like that. I've gotten more present, more healthy, right? <clears throat> and I feel better and I move better and I think better and I eat better. But sometimes because of all of the books that I've read, the courses that I've taken, the knowledge that I've acquired, it sometimes makes me a little too tight. And so relinquishing some of that, letting go of some of that has been a drastic change that I've had to sort of work through in the peaks of valleys of this journey since episode one and since sort of my life got rearranged and I started diving into sort of this, trying to be of service to the world, trying to be my greatest self in greatest service to the world. Um, and this podcast is part of that. And so that's, uh, that's some things. And that's just question number one. So great. Thanks for that question. Question number two. What is your biggest dream that you want to accomplish money aside? That's very interesting. I am immediately when I think of that question, I think of, uh, I think I take, I remove goals and I think most of my massive transformative purpose. I took a course called Zero to Dangerous from the Flow Research Collective, one of the best courses I've ever taken in terms of uh, self-development, personal development, coaching, uh, flow, things like that. Flow Research Collective, Zero to Dangerous. And they talked about what's your massive transformative purpose. Um, in another co course, it's called your wildly important goal. Okay, so either one. But it's like, what is the one thing that everything you do lines up towards? Every goal, every movement, every action, every step, every day, small steps lead up to that massive transformative purpose. So my biggest dream, in relation, using the words of the question, my biggest dream, or more appropriately, my massive transformative purpose, is to end mental suffering. End mental suffering. I didn't know what my massive transformative purpose was. Thought it was to be a baseball player. Thought it was to be a professional wrestler. But now I know wholeheartedly, fully in my being that it's to end mental suffering. And I probably won't see that happen in my lifetime. But what I can do is facilitate movement towards that. Where every person on the planet has the tools, has the tools and the protocols to handle everything that life throws at them. And that all has to do with their mental also their environment, their circumstances, things like that. And of course, that, of course, all of that stuff. But the way our mind works is very important, right? Because mindset isn't everything, but it impacts everything. And so ending mental suffering doesn't mean people will never 
have mental struggles or be overwhelmed or uh, rejected or have heartbreak or experience the negative emotions. Negative emotions are always going to be a part of life. It's part of the beauty of the spectrum of life. It's always going to be, there's always going to be hardship and pain and setbacks and failures and unpredictable challenges and things that are just unexplainable. But to end mental suffering or to make everyone more mentally stronger, mentally tougher means that we have, we've, we've excuse me, we've become a society that becomes proactive with our mental wellness, our mental health. We apply our toolkit to our day-to-day life and we have a set of action protocols that we can use no matter what that allow us to always get back up and keep trying. That's really what it means. That's the massive transformative purpose, that everyone is equipped with the tools and the protocols and the action plans to be the most mentally tough and mentally capable people they can be so that every time we get knocked down, we always get back up and we take, we take full ownership and responsibility for our own lives because nobody is coming to save us. This is our life and we and I am capable of making this life the one that I want to live. I am capable of living my best life possible. And that means taking ownership and responsibility and accountability over my actions, my movements, and the things that I do and the choices that I make. And that starts with up here being mentally strong, mentally well, and having a toolkit, protocols, uh, proactive actions that help us always move in the right direction and help us always get back up when we get knocked down. That's my biggest dream, money aside. I don't do anything that I do in life for money. Yes, I make money. That's part of life, having money, being abundant. I want to be financially stable and secure, and I want to give to the people that I love the most. But I don't do any of it for money. Money is happening to come to me, but I don't do any any of it for money. I do it because I feel fulfilled and purposeful and meaningful, and my life is better because I'm doing these things and talking about these things and going after these things and learning these things and being curious and trying to understand and all of that stuff. That's question number two. Question number three, what advice would you give to young men? Very similar to what my dream is. My advice to young men is to take responsibility and to take ownership over your life. My advice to young men is to become the most dangerous and capable human being you can become. Dangerous in a sense that you are capable of violence, but are also, but also, The most important part is that you have it under voluntary control. You are in control of yourself, your emotions, and your body, but you are dangerous enough, but you are dangerous enough and capable enough to go after the things that you want. My advice to young men is to take responsibility and ownership over your life. Eat well, move well, sleep well, and think well. Get into the gym. Start working hard in the gym. The gym and sports will teach you everything you need to know about life, how to keep getting back up, how to work with people, to teamwork, cooperation, respect, that you get the things that you earn. You earn. No one is handing you anything. No one is handing you a spot on the team. No one is handing you a job, but you go out and you earn it. It also teaches you how to deal with your emotions. Because we know that is extremely important. We don't have to lock things away. We don't have to avoid them. We don't have to suppress them. We have to acknowledge them, acknowledge them, be aware of them, acknowledge them, and then transcend them. 
the most heroic men, the most heroic men do not, do not live their lives thinking their emotions do not exist. They deal with them, they transcend them, and they transform them, and they become a man that is able to deal with their emotions, that is able to talk about them, express them, to be vulnerable. Vulnerable means being courageous and truthful. That's what we want to aim to be as men, courageous and truthful. So that means talking about our feelings. That means expressing that we might need help or that we're feeling down or overwhelmed. But that also means taking action and taking ownership over our lives and going out and being the most capable, competent, confident, and compassionate men that we can be. That's my advice to young men. Four C's. Competent, confident, compassionate, and capable. That's it. Become that man. You, take, you do that by taking responsibility and ownership over your life, your choices, and your actions. And you move forward day to day knowing that you're becoming the person that is capable, that is capable, confident, competent, and compassionate. Because a man, a strong, capable man, has masculine and feminine traits and knows how to walk that line and use those traits in the appropriate moment. That's what a strong man is. That's my advice to young men. You have to go out into the world and you have to experience things. You have to experience things. You have to get up every single day and get after it. Yeah, some days you don't feel like it. Some days are harder than others. That's why we have to be vulnerable, courageous, and truthful to be honest with ourselves and when we need something, when we need help, when we need to take a break, when we need to do this, when we need to do that, right? That's about being honest with ourselves, being able to conversation with ourselves and with other people that we trust to go out into the world and do the things that we need to do to become the best, most capable men that we can be. So we can be great partners, we can be great husbands, we can be great fathers, we can be great coaches, we can be great leaders, because the world needs that. It needs all of us coming together, becoming the best version of ourselves, whatever that looks like for you in your life. And that's my advice to young men. Question number four. Bobby. How did you learn to speak so well? Oh, this is all because of professional wrestling all because of professional wrestling. If you look back uh, at my baseball career, there's an interview of me from college where I did not know how to speak in the interview. Didn't know what to say, didn't know how to speak, didn't really make eye contact, was nervous, was scared. Um, and I wasn't really someone who was nervous to be in front of people. I did a little theater when I was in high school and in, and in middle school and I liked talking in front of people. But when the spotlight was directly on me, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do yet. But I knew in the back of my mind at that point during that interview in college <clears throat> that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I knew professional wrestlers had to act, think, move, speak, be direct, be clear, be confident, cut promos, create stories. Like I wanted to do all of that. And so when I graduated college, I took like a five-week theater course one-on-one -on -one with this guy teaching how to emote and speak and express and use my facial expressions and all of that. Then I took um, some improv comedy classes at the Dallas Comedy Club, I think Dallas Comedy House, whatever that was. So the combination of those two things allowed me to have sort of a leg up when I went into professional wrestling. And then in professional wrestling, you have to talk a lot because you're building up the fight, you're creating anticipation, right? So I would do these promos, whether in the ring or behind the camera. So that taught me how to speak and be confident and sophisticated with my language. And then I was creating content <clears throat> for professional wrestling. And so that helped me speak. And now I've done about 
um, with Champions Adjust, with this podcast, with the deleted episodes, with all the restarts. You know, I've done over 200 episodes of podcasting. And so just the reps alone allow me to become sophisticated with my language. And I still have a ton of work to do. Just in this episode, I've stumbled over my language. I've mumbled, I blah, 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 you know, whatever. I've missed a word. I've stumbled here and there, right? But I've gotten a ton better. I still say right a lot or um a lot or this, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not perfect at my dialogue or expressing the things that I'm trying to express, but I've gotten better. And it's simply because I've put in the reps. I put in the reps. You have to put in the reps if you want to get good at anything. I don't know if it's 10,000 hours or a million hours, but I know you have to put in the consistent reps and then you have to review those reps and review your process and review how you got there, then iterate and then execute and execute and put in more reps 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 and and then become sophisticated with your language, your words, your speech, your enunciation, the questions you ask or the eye contact or the way you emote, or your body language, or whatever you're trying to work on specifically, it takes reps to get there. And, you know, I had a little background on all that stuff that I just shared, but because podcasting is a totally different beast, and doing these solo episodes is a totally different beast. Yes, I have the questions in front of me right here on my computer, but I don't know what I'm going to say. I didn't deeply note-take or outline every word that's coming out of my mouth. All I have is the questions and then I'm just speaking to you. And that's every solo episode, whether it's on a specific topic or not. I just have an outline, my notes, and some articles in front of me. And then from that article, I'm reading and then talking, trying to express things in the most sophisticated, uh, coherent manner so they can you can understand them, so that you can understand them you can, it resonates with you and you actually learn the information that I previously learned that I'm trying to express to you. Because the best way to know if you understand something is to try and teach it to someone else. And that's just what this podcast is for. I'm learning from my guests when I do episodes with guests and I'm trying to um, infuse and understand the information that I'm learning outside of these episodes and trying to then teach it to you. And if it doesn't make sense to you, then it definitely doesn't make sense to me. Then I did a bad job. Then I have to go back and learn, learn again, and then put in the reps and put in the reps and put in the reps and put in the reps. And so that's how you learn to do anything well, whether it's baseball, whether it's podcasting, whether it's YouTube, whether it's weightlifting, you have to just go and do the thing over and over again, but not mindlessly. You have to think about your path. You have to think about where you want to be. But before all of that, you have to just start doing the thing. If you don't start doing the thing, nothing will ever happen. Nothing happens by just thinking about it. You have to have action, action, action. And then once you start taking action and you start building momentum and you start doing the thing consistently and it's something that you actually love and can see yourself doing for a long time, then you have to start um, thinking about uh, what you can do better, what you did well, what can be improved upon, how can I make some tweaks here, what's the adjustment, what extra stuff can I think about, and then still getting in the consistent reps while reviewing, iterating, and then continue to execute over a deliberate long period of time. And that's really how you get better at anything. It takes work, it takes reps, and it takes time, and it takes patience, and it takes a diligent effort to um, review and reflect on the work and then um, execute on your process and sort of ignore the outcome of everything. You just love doing the thing. But it starts with action, 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 action. And last question, is what's next for the podcast? What's next for the podcast? 
Well, this is episode 171. We just passed our three-year anniversary, our three-year birthday, so now we're going into year four, and we hit 2K subscribers on YouTube. So what's next is continually having the best conversations that I can possibly have. Now, there can be upgrades that I can make with cameras and backgrounds and all of that stuff can be upgraded and maybe a recording studio and all of that stuff, right? And all of that stuff can be possible and can happen if you subscribe on Patreon because that's really the only way that directly supports this podcast and the content that we're trying to put out. So if you feel like supporting, that's the best way to do it. But all I really care about is having the best conversations that I can possibly have and reaching as many people as possible and learning as many new things as I possibly can, learning them and then trying to teach them to you guys so that I understand them better, you understand them better, and we can evolve and grow together. So what's next for the podcast is continually trying to be as consistent as possible with two episodes every single week until I don't love doing it anymore. And I can't see myself not loving it because I love it. I love the process, I love being curious, I love learning, I love exploring, I love talking, I love sharing. And the guest solo episode format is a guest on Tuesday, solo episode on Friday. Guest on Tuesday, solo episode on Friday. And on Patreon, you get an extra monthly bonus episode. So eight for in the public view and nine uh, if you have Patreon. And so what's next for the podcast is to continue being consistent and deliberate with these conversations, with my language, with my guests and continue learning and being curious and trying to share everything that I'm doing, learning out loud, failing in public, all of this stuff. And so that uh, maybe I can inspire someone to do the same or the information I'm sharing resonates with you to change your life or tweak something or go about things in a different way like it has for me. Like all the information that I've learned has completely changed the texture of my mind and my relationships. Literally everything in my life has changed because I went out and tried to do something because I had no other choice. I was in the trenches. I had no other choice but to try and evolve and grow and transform. And that's what I did. And that's why I have this podcast. And that's why I'm so serious about it. That's why I have You Are Loved and Champions Adjust and all of these businesses that I created to go out and try and transform the world in many different domains, all the domains that I'm seriously interested in, professional wrestling, mental health, youth baseball, baseball, sports, this podcast, online content creation, just people in general, the human experience. That's what this podcast is for. That's why it's called something for everybody. Yeah, tons of people told me that's too broad. If it's for everybody, that means it's for nobody. And that doesn't make any sense to me because my brand has been everybody for a long time, whether it's Jackson Stone, everybody. Shop for everybody, something for everybody. There's one little nugget piece of wisdom in every single episode that I think any person that listens to can resonate with. And if there isn't, then I got to do a better job. But I really think there is because I take a lot of pride in these episodes, in my conversations, in my questions, in the way I speak. And I'm really, really proud of the community we have, the people who listen, the the audience that we're growing, um, and the episodes that I'm putting out. And whether I, I obviously think that this episode or this podcast, excuse me, whether audio or video is severely underplayed, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because I do it for the love of the conversation, the love of knowledge, and the love of being curious. And whether millions of people listen or not in the next three to 10 years, I'm still going to do this because I love doing it. And the people that do listen and watch, I know it resonates and deeply impacts them. And if I can do anything better, please let me know. I love constructive criticism and feedback. 
and opinions and all of that stuff. So thank you. This was episode 171 of Something for Everybody, official Q&A episode for reaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Here's to another 1,000 subscribers, another 10,000 subscribers. Um, here's to another 100 episodes, another three years of the podcast, all of this stuff. I'm doing this forever, forever, because I love it and I love you. So thank you. Cheers and later. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What was your biggest takeaway? What idea resonated with you the most that you could implement into your life today? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And please don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Spotify, Apple, or even Good Pods. But most importantly, the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes and check out which tier might work best for you. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.